Chapter thirty seven of El Filibusterismo by Jose Rizal. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Avaí in July two thousand twenty. The Mystery Toro se sabe. Notwithstanding so many precautions, rumors reached the public, even though quite changed and mutilated. On the following night, they were the theme of comment in the house of Orenda a rich jewel merchant in the industrious district of santa cruz and the numerous friends of the family gave attention to nothing else they were not indulging in cards or playing the piano while little tinai the youngest of the girls became bored playing tonka by herself without being able to understand the interest awakened by assaults conspiracies and sacks of powder when there were in the seven holes so many beautiful cowries that seemed to be winking at her in unison and smiled with their tiny mouths half opened begging to be carried up to the home even izagani who when he came always used to play with her and allow himself to be beautifully cheated did not come at her call for izagani was gloomily and silently listening to something chichoi the silversmith was relating Momoi, the betrothed of Sensia, the eldest of the daughters, a pretty and vivacious girl, rather given to joking, had left the window where he was accustomed to spend his evenings in amorous discourse, and this action seemed to be very annoying to the lorry, whose cage hung from the eaves there, the lorry endeared to the house from its ability to greet everybody in the morning with marvellous phrases of love capitana loleng the energetic and intelligent capitana loleng had her account-book open before her but she neither read nor wrote in it nor was her attention fixed on the trays of loose pearls nor on the diamonds she had completely forgotten herself and was all ears her husband himself the great capitan toringoy a transformation of the name domingo the happiest man in the district without other occupation than to dress well eat loaf and gossip while his whole family worked and toiled had not gone to join his coterie but was listening between fear and emotion to the hair-raising news of the lank chichoi nor was reason for all this lacking chichoi had gone to deliver some work for don timoteo pelaez a pair of earrings for the bride at the very time when they were tearing down the kiosk that on the previous night had served as a dining-room for the foremost officials here chichoi turned pale and his hair stood on end naku he exclaimed sacks and sacks of powder sacks of powder under the floor in the roof under the table under the chairs everywhere it's lucky none of the workmen were smoking who put those sacks of powder there asked capitana loleng who was brave and did not turn pale as did the enamoured momoi but momoi had attended the wedding so his posthumous emotion can be appreciated he had been near the kiosk that's what no one can explain replied chichoi who would have an interest in breaking up the fiesta there couldn't have been more than one as the celebrated lawyer senor pasta who was there on a visit declared either an enemy of don timoteo's or a rival of juanito's the orenda girls turned instinctively toward izagani who smiled silently hide yourself capitana loleng advised him they may accuse you 
hide again izagani smiled but said nothing don timoteo continued chichoy did not know to whom to attribute the deed he himself superintended the work he and his friend simon and nobody else the house was thrown into an uproar the lieutenant of the guard came and after enjoining secrecy upon everybody they sent me away but but stammered the trembling momoi naku ejaculated sensia gazing at her fiance and trembling sympathetically to remember that he had been at the fiesta this young man if the house had blown up she stared at her sweetheart passionately and admired his courage if it had blown up no one in the whole of kaya anloage would have been left alive concluded capitan toringoi feigning valor and indifference in the presence of his family i left in consternation resumed chichoy thinking about how if a mere spark a cigarette had fallen if a lamp had been overturned at the present moment we should have neither a general nor an archbishop nor any one not even a government clerk all who were at the fiesta last night annihilated virgen santissima this young man sus mariosep exclaimed capitana loleng all our debtors were there sus mariosep and we have a house near there who could it have been now you may know about it added chichoy in a whisper but you must keep it a secret this afternoon i met a friend a clerk in an office and in talking about the affair he gave me the clue to the mystery he had it from some government employees who do you suppose put the sacks of powder there many shrugged their shoulders while Capitan Toringoi merely looked askance at Izagani. The friars? Kiroga the Chinamen? Some student. Makaraik? Capitan Toringoi coughed and glanced at Izagani, while Chichoy shook his head and smiled. The jeweller Simon. Simon! The profound silence of amazement followed these words simone the evil genius of the captain-general the rich trader to whose house they had gone to buy unset gems simone who had received the orenda girls with great courtesy and had paid them fine compliments for the very reason that the story seemed absurd it was believed credo quia absurdum said saint augustine but wasn't simone at the fiesta last night asked sensia yes said momoi but now i remember he left the house just as we were sitting down to the dinner he went to get his wedding gift but wasn't he a friend of the general's wasn't he a partner of don timoteo's yes he made himself a partner in order to strike the blow and kill all the spaniards aha cried sensia now i understand what you didn't want to believe aunt tentai simone is the devil and he has bought up the souls of all the spaniards aunt tentai said so capitana loleng crossed herself and looked uneasily toward the jewels fearing to see them turn into live coals while capitan toringoi took off the ring which had come from simone simone has disappeared without leaving any traces added chichoy 
the civil guard is searching for him yes observed sensia crossing herself searching for the devil now many things were explained simone's fabulous wealth and the peculiar smell in his house the smell of sulphur bindai another of the daughters a frank and lovely girl remembered having seen blue flames in the jeweller's house one afternoon when she and her mother had gone there to buy jewels isagani listened attentively but said nothing so last night ventured momoi last night echoed sensia between curiosity and fear momoi hesitated but the face sensia put on banished his fear last night while we were eating there was a disturbance the light in the general's dining-room went out they say that some unknown person stole the lamp that was presented by simone a thief one of the black hand isagani arose to walk back and forth didn't they catch him he jumped into the river before anybody recognized him some say he was a spaniard some a chinaman and others an indian it's believed that with the lamp added chichoy he was going to set fire to the house then the powder momoi again shuddered but noticing that sensia was watching him tried to control himself what a pity he exclaimed with an effort how wickedly the thief acted everybody would have been killed sensia stared at him in fright the women crossed themselves while capitan Toringoi, who was afraid of politics made a move to go away momoi turned to isagani who observed with an enigmatic smile it's always wicked to take what doesn't belong to you if that thief had known what it was all about and had been able to reflect surely he wouldn't have done as he did then after a pause he added for nothing in the world would i want to be in his place so they continued their comments and conjectures until an hour later when isagani bade the family farewell to return forever to his uncle's side End of chapter 36